Hideo Kojima has been a standard bearer for the very best that the gaming medium has to offer, and has inspired many into creating a mature art form. That guy, like he's he's such a genius, and uh, I'm just doing whatever he says, you know. And he's like, we're gonna make people cry. I'm like, for a video game, and he's like, yep. What the cause? Kojima is the, the master. He's Kasparov of of, of of video games. Then he goes, he goes, and I go playing me, and he goes, no, they'll be you. It's not obviously it's not story driven in the sense that we go from A to Z like we do in a film. It is out of time, out of space. It is in the moment. So I think the opportunity of of doing things we've never done before could be very interesting. Keys to gaming in many ways. Uh, what Cameron or Spielberg are to filmmaking. His absolute passion for perfection and his narrative ambition and scope. There is nothing in his stories that he does not love and feel strongly about. You can see strands of action, strands of manga, anime, tokusatsu, epics and existential philosophy. He believes, as I do, that we must cherish this medium not only for the entertainment possibilities, but for its artistic ones. We both believe that these things, these strands of pop culture, are actually keys to the mythology of our century. He proves that an altruistic boy's ambition can sing loud and clear above the din of sameness, and that an individual with conviction and faith can manage anything through hard work. It is my great pleasure to introduce a creator, an innovator, and an awesome dude. Ladies and gentlemen, Hideo Kojima. Hello everyone, I'm back. see them, right? No, but I can sense them. Want to come work for me? Must be tough out here on your own. I can't help you with that. I make deliveries. That's all.
to town. Watch yourself. Those things never stay gone for long. The time full fast forwards whatever it touches. But it can't wash everything away. The past just won't let go. I'll see you around. Sam Porter Bridges. My status is fucked. There's tons of them. Can you sit out the rain? No. They're closing in on my position. I have to move before they realize I'm in here. Sam, if one of those things eats you, it'll trigger a void out. You'll come back, sure. But the surrounding area will still be a crater. I got an idea. Thank <laughs> you. 
crypto buy it a day keeps the time fall away. Too late. You still don't know who I am, do you? Who are you? Hello everyone, I hope you've all been well. Um, in this video I'm going to provide some commentary and analysis on Death Stranding. Um, so I'm just going to pull up a few materials and we'll go from there. So I'm here looking at the Death Stranding Reddit, um, but before I start, look, let's just, uh, let's just do a bit of riffing. Um, I, you may have seen if you are following over at the um, the, the Reddit uh, Death Stranding, um, yep, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Death Stranding, a few of my posts there. You can follow those at um, uh, just my username there is Albert Kessa, A L B E R T C H E S A. And I've been pouring a lot of um, what I've what, how, the, how the demo, or rather how the trailer has made me feel, into those posts. Um, because I have genuinely, and I know this might maybe create a few eye rolls, but I've gen genuinely been um, at a loss for words like speechless. Um, I've, I've, I have found writing to be more grounding. Um, the level of um, explosion that that is that that this latest trailer provides in terms of the diverse. Um, you know, avenues where speculation can go is, yeah, frankly, very overwhelming. Um, but that is a good thing, uh, I think, in the end. Um, so, um, you know what, let's bring up the trailer here and uh, really get real with it. And uh, thank you listeners for, in some strange way, giving me like just that, you know, we're recording now, it's time to kind of ground and, uh, and follow this thing through and, and have some form of linearity because really I... Um, I don't hyperbolize or anything when I when I really uh, when I care um, about something as, as thoroughly as I do with Death Stranding and, and and the advancement of this medium and the legitimization of it artistically, creatively, spiritually, philosophically, um, all of those aspects. Uh, I, I really don't. Um, yeah, I, I, I it's really important for me to to give these things their proper due and um, there's <laughs> there, yeah along with that came um, after seeing that trailer. Uh, a lot of emotional overwhelm for me personally because um, it reaffirmed a number of aspects that uh, were like entirely kindred to me. Um, a lot of the um, visuals, a lot of the uh, themes and the um, specific things that uh, the characters say as well. Uh, and the, yeah, the visuals definitely. Um, imagery um just entirely just like embedded itself and just resonated with very very personal aspects to me um very much um like giant commutes you know <laughs> big big walks big wanderings out in the out in nature and um and that that scene in the shower there about that kind of um that numbness and that uh, kind of almost existential stupor that's it was almost um 
yeah, it was always confronting how much that uh, that got to me, and, and yeah, so anyway, so let's jump in. So if I just go Death Stranding, here we go. Oh. I'll keep it on mute so that we can go through this. Now if you wanted to follow along with me, you're more than welcome to. Um, the recording right now is at, yep, three, and just about closing it on the four minutes here, so if you wanted to follow along, you're more than welcome to. Um, we're just going to start up the, um, the trailer here. Okie dokie, here we go. So I'm just going to press play here. One second. Rightio, so we're greeted by the little baby there. Um, a few uh, Redditors actually spotted some of the uh, differences between the, you know, earlier trailers had the, or the last trailer, the third trailer, um, with the giant explosion at the end there was a the shot of the baby there in the track here uh, of uh, Norman's character Sam and uh, yeah they noticed that uh, the hand um, was in a different position so just deducing from that very again the death stranding community big shout outs to all these nodes around the uh, around the world around the web um, of these folks who are really sitting with this material and um, noticing almost imperceptible differences but but very significant ones uh, in, in many ways too so all the whole range of different kinds of uh, things to discuss um from the very granular and inconsequential um to the to the beautiful and um you know as a teaser to that i'll say that for example all of the posters of the women as in leah sidhu's and um, lindsay wagner's characters they the the words um Death Stranding don't have strands on them on the women posters, um, meaning that uh, yeah, there you go. So the, the the illusion being that the men with the umbilical cords and the women without. So um, draw from that what you will. Um, uh, but yes, so uh, that's what a, a bunch of the folks noticed uh, about the the baby's hand there, right there, and the trachea, and that it was positioned differently. And, and of course, we get the trailer starting differently with it doing that front flip. And again, the significance of the front flip is very interesting. Um, you know, we see the little cute little baby's butt there <laughs> as it just kind of turns around, and it's adorable and reassuring and, and lovely. And um, a very Kojima. So we open on the cave here. Um, some great activity happening. Um, on uh, the subreddit, uh, um, I think comparing the Mike Oldfield song, uh, the 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 nuclear. Um, I think I'm hopefully I'm getting that artist name right. That's just from memory. But there's an album cover that uh, that very much resembles this cave opening, and um, and uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful, you know. And again, there's there's some uh, you know the cave is a is a concept in philosophy, and you can you can dig into it from that angle there but genuinely this just looks like um, uh, Sam just wanting to find some shelter out, out, out of the time fall which is funny because um, it's daytime it's not as foreboding and, and as scary as the third trailer but the time fall nevertheless is is yeah it's it's like a almost like a uh, you know just like age really age doesn't make judgments it just you know it, it age happens to us all and, and it's funny that Kojima would draw a parallel between that um, uh, that aspect of uh, um, you know nature, which is like rain. Rain is non-judgmental; it falls on everyone, and so is age. So there's this great way, great um, I think um, feat that that's done there uh, symbolically of um, portraying um, 
a natural force which is aging, but in a in a way which is very visual. Because aging isn't, you know, apart from obviously the result of aging, it is visual. But um, I just find that a, a very very nuanced um, and powerfully symbolic uh, combination of two natural forces and uh, one being shown to have the effects uh, of the other in a really interesting way. So a, a rain that ages people, that doesn't discriminate, that doesn't judge, it just, that's what it does. And it can be in the bright sunny day. Uh, it can, you know, it, it's it's something that is, it makes, yeah, it crosses all barriers and it uh, makes no distinctions uh, between who it affects and who it touches and who it falls on. So that's just something that was catalyzed just by first off seeing that that bright sky, and we see a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, daytime in, in these trailers, which is strangely ser um, serene and, and beautiful. So, so Sam just sort of arrives. Um, I w you know, by the look of it, it could it could be that he's meeting someone there possibly could be that he's waiting for Leia Sidhu's character there because um, uh, as the way he sort of rounds the corner does kind of look like he's um, he's expecting someone it could could just be reading it that way so something to speculate about maybe that um, that's like a rendezvous point there um, which leads me to believe or leads me to speculate that uh, Leia de Sidhu's um, company so fragile is, is another company handle with love uh bridges is another and porter is another so um the assumption or yeah the the uh, extrapolation perhaps being that um, in this world um quite simply couriering is is too dangerous for vehicles um for whatever reason there could be something to do with electricity uh being um something where the you know the creatures or the the chirals as some people are calling them now from the chiral the definition of chirality which is um to describe an object that doesn't reflect a perfect image uh, like a pair of human hands um so people are calling these things chirals which it, it's it fits for me so um okay so let's bring up some closed captions um tears it, it says at this point um, because we hear this to do a chiral allergy there you go it's officially in the um, in the PlayStation.com, uh, uh, the PlayStation YouTube channel's official YouTube subtitles, so that we can take that to be um, canon, or take that to be what's actually the case of the game. There, so um, you have Dooms like me. So um, Dooms uh, Two is, is what I heard. So if you have Dooms Two, which is um, now uh, the subreddit is having a bit of fun with this, uh, trying to figure out what the um, acronym would be. Uh, I said something like degeneration of ocular or of outer membrane or something. Just something that would imply that uh, someone is in a state where the result is terminal, which is the 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 vibe of of, um, of both of these characters. So Leia Sidhu and um, Norman Reedus's characters. We don't know Leia's character's name though, but we'll just call her Leia. Phenomenal casting, I, I have to say. Uh, by all by all accounts, uh, Kojima has said uh, and spoken very highly of both uh, Lindsay Wagner, who is his basically uh, <laughs> idol uh, from from when he was younger, watching the Bionic Woman, um, saying they're very very erudite, lovely, uh, very well spoken, intelligent, charming beautiful wonderful people to work with which is wonderful to hear and to, to hear him speak so highly of them and, it, and he even went as far as to say that um, no other actresses or actors rather um, 
could play these roles, which is fantastic. Really, really good to hear. Um, karaoke, so as we see here, um, uh, yeah, this is just Sam um, looking very distraught, uh, and uh, again, the, the effects of, of portraying and, and um, representing uh, Norman are incredible, I, I feel. I think they've, they've really done something special with uh, the rendering. Um, so much detail captured, like differences in, in like pigment, uh, like throughout the face and everything. It's it's something that as we go further into the trailer, you'll see there's certain scenes which are like close-ups of like his arm getting goosebumps, for example. It's just really, truly on another level. So really, really special. And um, um, I want to shout out to uh, someone on the Reddit um, who. Uh, he, uh, he, they and I have been messaging, and I just want to quickly shout them out because um, they're incredibly kindred. Um, so it is um, user Magbjor, so M-A-G-B-J-O-R, uh, who just chimed in and um, who basically uh, talked. I won't sort of transcribe because you know it's a private message, but just said um, when I posted about being kind sort of emotional overwhelmed and all the, the trailer having all of these. Uh, very kindred uh, minutia, like including the vast expanses and and also the the utilitarian, like the you know those aspects of um, uh, like the, like straps and like buckles and all this stuff is just something that really resonates with me and and that's represented by the really wonderful lifelike um, almost eerily lifelike sculpture they had uh, over at E3 uh, with um, Norman with his hair tied back, which is a yeah really good look. It suits him um, so. Uh, it says, I was struck by how my two absolute favorite parts of the Death Stranding trailer were also the ones you mentioned. Don't really see anyone else, um, you know, highlighting it. The quiet, somber, almost contemplative nature of the gameplay and the clunky and utilitarian visual design of the costumes and props. So I'd also like to mention the color palette, especially that of the costumes matching the muted grays, greens, yellows, and blues of the Icelandic landscape. I was already hyped for this, but seeing this gameplay in action and realizing, oh, it's this kind of game, uh, just instantly made it my most anticipated game at the moment, which is very much the case with me as well. Um, so we'll jump back into that message there a bit later and some of the comments and other little threads. It's, we're going to be here for a while, so definitely um, tuck yourselves in and uh, and yeah, set, settle in for some nice sort of just, um, you know, like just really, really, really soaking in this material and um, really sitting with it because it's it's without a doubt something very special that's being made here by the team and uh his his little um something to sort of mull over uh for us just sort of watching the trailer and many people either maybe sometimes skip the trailer especially these longer ones they just you know um they might not watch it the whole way through and um, but just to give you just to give some perspective like uh as skilled as a lot of these modelers are certainly are over at Kojima Productions. Um, no matter how skilled you are, it, like making a trailer like this takes an insane amount of work. Um, and um, even though this is, it seems to be taking from cinematics within the title, so it's just a mostly an editing thing. I think uh, you know some people actually take entire chunks of time away and resources away from the making the game itself to actually produce something like a demo. Um, and um, uh, and so, if you think about it, like not only are you putting like like endless endless hours into making 
something like this, like a, a trailer of this caliber, of this tech, and, and with this fast of a turnaround, really, we, we need to also acknowledge that that uh, Kojima really put this team and this project together in record time. A lot of it is because he has done many, many previous projects, and, and he's really honed his craft, and um, look at any, like, for example, a for example, like a master calligrapher, you know, they've done those, those same uh, brush strokes millions of times, I'm sure. And so now, just they're just such a practice hand at it that they don't need to, you know, qu like cautiously drag their hand to make sure they get the perfect shape. It's just, it's so embedded in their muscle memory that they, boom, 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 you know, it's all done. And that's what, uh, in many ways, defines um, masterfulness. And I think Kojima, in many ways, um, has, has achieved that so even all those factors like the programmers and the sculptors and uh, everyone in the architecture all, all these aspects of the, that is just pure digital magic to me um, no matter no matter how like advanced they are uh, they're, they're still putting hours and hours into this work and, and even if they've created and like discovered all these amazing dev shortcuts it's just it's incredible what's been put together here so uh, and just like pausing this frame here at uh, 0 34 seconds of um, of Sam um, it just it just serves to remind me of that and it's you know the wide the wider shot kind of just had that sort of narrative aspect but the the further in we zoom into these characters we more we can the more we see how how much attention was paid to capturing their likeness so really like his backpack color too there it's a really nice gold color there so so the rain's falling and um just him it seems as though just very contemplatively looking out into the into the time fall there lovely okie dokie so this is one of my favorite shots of the trailer Mostly because literally if you squint, even just a faintly, it's just not even a game anymore. It's just, this is Norman Reedus on location in Iceland, you know. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's, you know, the the grass sort of coming off of the, off of the cave side. It's just, just beautifully done. And then um, again, you know, everything Kojima's been saying about Sam being like a, a blue collar utilitarian, like hero is... Just, I resonate with that so much, you know. You know, in many ways, games are power fantasies that uh, are designed to sort of uh, amplify us to superhuman levels that we're not, you know, where we don't experience in our normal life, and that's why you know the escapism of the medium really lends itself to that. Um, and I certainly, you know, uh, you know, I think Neil Blomkamp once said, like, I only make um, stuff that you can't that that you wouldn't really encounter. In normal life because what's the point otherwise you know going to a film where you know he says like we i already have enough normal life in my normal life uh when i want when i go to a film i want to see something different which is interesting because neil blomkamp like uh, kojima even though he he has these um sometimes quite outlandish concepts and um aesthetics and themes and all this um i think it all all always grounds back to something very human um and so what i love is that um it's, it sort of goes full circuit like into this escapist kind of setting of like this very strange very almost dreamlike setting and this vision of the the future i'm assuming or an alternate universe at least an alternate reality where what has happened to the world has happened to the world of death stranding we still see um a hero who is just like a postman basically like a delivery person um which I cannot, I cannot properly articulate how, how grateful I am, uh, that 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 this uh, 
that this really beautiful and poetic and appropriate subversion was done with the, the characterization of, um, of the protagonist. Um, I, I think it introduces so much, so much, um, it, you know, you know, in many ways, there's, uh, it's, it's that crisis of creativity that, that it's, you know, in all, in all kinds of mediums that you can always throw the thing out there of like, oh, it's been done before and what's the point and stuff. But, um, Kojima really, I think the way to, to really, to really move through that is, is to acknowledge that it doesn't matter what's been done before. It, it matters the personal relationship you have with a certain, uh, you know, a certain, um, experience whether it's a or a certain medium or a certain like album or a game or a movie you know it's it's about your personal experience with it so um the yeah the whole i, I just think with kojima you know something 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 like deciding after five games of having like a super soldier as a as a hero to to just go hey this is someone who is just who wakes up nine to five does like a it's a humdrum job almost it seems even though it's in this very dangerous and very almost surreal kind of future uh where again we still don't quite know why um sam is employed the way he is and what's Sam and why sam's role exists and why the world is this way but there's something we can intrinsically relate to and i think that that was a very smart move uh because it grounds uh, it helps ground and and make the the premise relatable which promises i feel uh, a lot of craziness to follow um because yeah from a from a sort of grounded basis you can you can really um go into some very very far-flung places and i think the notion of sam being like a postman essentially or something so, like a, a role that's at least initially very very basic and uh, easy to understand and relatable um, I think that speaks to how far and how far flung things are gonna get. Um, so yeah, so let us progress. So here, him just sort of taking his um, his sort of backpack off, and yeah, just the way like his ha his hair falls, and just like that, he it just you can see in his body language that he's he's been doing this a long time. Um, there's that yeah, that weariness, that tiredness, that numbness, which again I found myself relating to relating to quite a lot. So there we go. And one want to note here that uh, one of my kind of attributes as a person, without getting too personal, is that when something resonates with me so, so much, I have this weird, um, uh, this weird, uh, like this weird response of stepping back, actually. A lot of people dive all the way in when they find something really they love, that they celebrate, they dive in, they, they consume every little part of it. And, and in some ways, when something's really like it's i'll use the example of the movie um life is beautiful uh i've i've only seen it a handful of times in my life because i i can't properly watch it fully without like really really getting like a shock to my core of a reminder of of life and life's beauty and and its fickleness and um the importance of humanity despite all hardships and despite all um horrors that we can encounter um and so it's almost very heavy and it's like i have sometimes i have this guardedness towards the things that i love even though that's very almost strange to say but it it is it is a sign of my uh not like idolatry or reverence or whatever but it's this uh, i can't help but do it it's like me feeling quite like respectful towards it and almost like that i want to 
really savor it as well. Um, but I know part of that is because it's just, it creates a lot of overwhelm, right? Um, hey, there'll be games after this drowning, there'll be life after this drowning, all this stuff here, but uh, for me, this is building up to something very, very, very special. And um, my reticence in jumping in and uh, putting this together and, and going through this uh, and, and really addressing this, especially now that uh, uh, interactive artistry has shifted towards solo. Um, and we'll be bringing guests in here and there, obviously, but uh, it, it, yeah, there's there's something where stripped away of everything, stripped away of, of a co-host or everything, there's even less between you and the material. And, you know, I talk a lot about uh, jadedness and I talk a lot about um, the importance of yeah don't don't numb out as as as, as they say and uh, like you have to watch yourself with gaming can be escapist escapist to the um, to a fault you know and 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 life as well and adult life as well it can be numbing to a fault and doing these recordings with you all listening is my way of of really just sitting with the material and I've got it right in front of me and it's like an accountability thing and just wanted to say all of you listening are, are very much a part of that and uh, I don't I don't take any any single one of you um, joining me in this little breakdown of like one Australian dude and this trailer of this game that he finds speechlessness inducingly kindred uh, I don't take that for granted at all so uh, apologize for um, uh, um, carrying on if I have so anyway so we're at uh, 041 um, someone has been really beautifully deciphering the these straps here on the reddit um, void of tampered is one of them um, we're gonna get young years amazing obviously wonderful analysis uh, zooming into each aspect and talking about it and I predict around about a 30 to 40 minute video from him great videos from um, Python Selkan uh, in the making and definitely uh, Robin Gaming as well. You'll get them as well. Um, but this is, yeah, just me. Uh, and that's going to be IA from here on. Just, uh, it's just what suits me per uh, personally. And that, regardless of, um, you know, uh, like the, all, all that we have in life is, is, is self-authenticity. Um, and for me, this form of communication with you is is the only kind that comes most natural and most authentically to me so i'm just going to keep going with that and um it yeah so no discrediting to other other folks preferences and but uh, this is my least contrived most unfiltered most raw and um uh yeah centered and, and just like happy self to be to be um, sharing my thoughts with you in this format here it's just the one that comes most naturally and most sincerely so and I think all of you listening deserve nothing less. Fantastic. So, more numbers. This is the same outfit very much that he wore in the third trailer there. Now, he's setting the thing down. It's not, this isn't, I'm certain that this isn't destination of the package. Again, though, there is the theory that possibly uh, Leia is meeting up with him there as a contact. And I think that would make more narrative sense that, like, uh, he, maybe he was out on a job and then um, he got a, a, a radioed in or something from... Um, home base or whatever method of communication they have possibly without radio waves which could be quite interesting considering that uh, there is this aversion um, to anything but like hand delivered packages which again could speak to just like how you know in world war one like uh there was like carrier pigeons i'm just thinking of historical periods where 
uh, a certain kind of uh, couriering was the safest, just because of conditions, maybe like non-reliability of communications or something. But maybe the idea of Porter and, and his um, associates and his, like fellow folks who are doing the same thing as Sam, perhaps uh, the narrative conceit behind that is that there is some something that would prevent. Um, I mean, there's certainly vehicles. Um, but as far as we've seen, vehicles don't really last long, at least in the, sec the third and this trailer here, the third and fourth trailers, you know, we see that bike later falling off the cliff. And um, so maybe there's a bit of an anti, <laughs> literally like anti-vehicle, anti-technology, really pairing things back down to the basics, like, you know, fundamental uh, actions like walking. You know, um, which I am just again, I have my overwhelm about because just like with Journey, um, I believe and we are nuanced enough of a, an audience uh, to find an avenue into a story that doesn't doesn't need to necessitate like crazy violence and competitiveness and flashiness. And I think uh, just like with um, certain films that hold certain shots for a certain long time, like uh, the Kubricks and the Lynches of the world, I think uh, Kojima shares quite a bit of DNA with them. And um, I love that. I love challenging your audience to find another avenue. Like it's on you, player, you know, to to be here with these robots <laughs> trailing behind you, swigging water, making sure your um, your boots don't. Uh, uh, wear through uh, doing these all these things. I'm not. I, I I won't even be surprised if one of Death Stranding's approaches is to go without UI whatsoever. Uh, to have it just be something, you know. Again, I'm I'm open for all that, but we'll see how we go. It's still early days and no release date announced yet. So, well, let's crack on. So at minute 43, it looks like he's just sort of. Uh, I suppose this here, like we go, yeah. At, um, it's not minute 43 at uh, 44 seconds we see more of the lovely beautiful moss and we see the photo which I'm assuming is uh, when he was um, we see him later without his shirt and um, having taken off the the um, just the, the, the top half of his kind of overalls there just to, again probably it must be yeah uncomfortable or maybe he's been trekking for a while and he's like overheated or whatever um but the idea that i have is that he keeps this photo quite close to him maybe near his chest or near like a pocket or something and uh, for whatever reason maybe it's a windy day out it just gets blown away from him so let's proceed here now the line here from the from leia's character is you see them right um and referring to the chirals, uh, the, the beings, the invisible beings, that we now learn that the baby enables um, you to be able to see them uh, more clearly, at least. They're, they're not quite material, but there's something that the baby is connected. The baby is connected to being able to see them or not. And I, my theory of dooms is that it's um, uh, there's something that yeah, the IGN breakdown just really deftly brought up about like similar to Bloodborne with inside is the more dooms you have the the higher level of dooms you have so Sam has the extinction factor which is uh, presumably pretty high but uh, Leia has it higher and it's interesting uh, you know it reminds me of you know people with dementia and like the notion that like oh the older you get the you know or Again, when you just think of any kind of dial when it comes to like a health condition, whether it's age or whether it's maybe suffering a certain, um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking even 
like hallucinogenic properties or whatever it's like the higher you turn something the more vivid something is uh maybe like the worse the dementia gets again you just tile to turn that dial higher and higher and, and the effects get worse for various different conditions so i'm assuming doom is no dooms is no different um meaning that he can sense them nearby which allows him to cover his mouth in the in the third trailer um and he knows to do that as many wouldn't be able to do because for example patrick claude's character uh would not have known to do that um hence why he's captured and devoured in, in the the third trailer there but but he yeah he can sense them and she can see them which just tells you again i'll just mention this here is um you know i've had discussions with ray my girlfriend about like um just the relationships between masculine and feminine energy and we talk about um how the vessel doesn't matter literally an orientation doesn't matter either but there are there are polarities in the world uh and it's positive and negative atoms it's uh sunshine and rain and it's light and dark and all that so you can be any kind of sexual you can be pansexual bisexual you know homosexual all of this heterosexual all that any kind of variance but uh, there are there is pure energy in the world and there's inhale exhale this there there are um binaries as they say um and so uh yeah i believe and this is what i've observed and this isn't just like you know butt kissing or anything it's just something that i've observed with the females in my life including ray including my like the women i look up to um is that there is a heightened perceptiveness to women that they are able to notice things that men can't and this can be traced to like a biological level where um it's like been widely researched and proven that women have more receptors just they do uh, of just sensation um in various parts of their body let's just put it that way but also uh um you know from a sort of cerebral point of view as well able to notice more things feminine quality uh is, is synonymous with perceptiveness so i this is a very long-winded way of saying it for me personally it makes perfect sense like, even though it could just be a narrative conceit um for me it makes perfect sense that she would see something that the man can only sort of um hint at seeing or sense there being there so um and that's why again you know going even further is uh you know men are associated with dogs and women with cats usually uh with because of the the notion of the cat you know being a bit like again this is no nothing on nothing on either like genders don't matter we're just talking about energy and cats have a more feminine energy um and, and dogs generally have a more sort of masculine energy to them at least culturally and uh and the feminine quality as hp lovecraft put it of being able to see into other worlds it's very interesting here because he used to say that oh yeah cats they can see the other world and um when cats sort of go crazy and they act crazy and they look like they see things and like they're freaking out at nothing and all that it's because they could see the like again using death stranding terminology they can see them they can see the chirals so i just i really love that little touch there so stuff that i just wouldn't have really noticed if i hadn't just along with you all listening with me going at this pace and um sitting in this material you know uh it's one of the few contexts that um that gives justification to to sitting with this and um 
and investigating it to, to a degree which again we've we've underlined this on interactive artistry before that really truly sincerely kojima does reward this close viewing and this deliberate you know uh, scene by scene shot by shot viewing really and without going overtly obsessive or anything or just like conspiracy theory it's just again um more than more than you know like since the development days sorry since the um shift from digital to film uh sorry from film to digital it, when you're going out shooting um yes a lot of time is spent towards cinematography and like shots and you know lining a shot up and everything i'm not taken away from live action that way but literally everything we see has been either photogrammetry scanned or properly or, or sculpted it's just again this this thing where you need to it's like in many ways making games is like making films on hard mode it's like every single thing needs to be modeled naturalistically beautifully and lit in certain ways i'm, I'm honestly like without a doubt they've streamlined their tools they've done all this um, uh, in all likelihood yeah like productivity time saving stuff that they've been able to do but it's it's there's no doubt like these things need to be uh, highlighted and then recognized. Uh, some, again, all mediums have their positives and negatives, uh, but there is a lot of challenge in the digital medium. And, um, you know, just again, it just goes along with any form of creativity has their ups and their positives and negatives. So awesome. So let's crack on back with this. Uh, but needless to say, yeah, that's all I wanted to sort of wrap that up and then just highlight that nice little detail there. And uh, just again, quadruply quintuply i don't care it's how many eye rolls i get it's just to underline the the amount of effort these folks put into these uh this work okay so off he goes to get the up oh, it seems as though as yep he's um has in this scene he's got his shirt off you can tell because of the flaps there falling and you can see the distant building there a uh very tall tower it seems and it seems the building is very sparsely populated but uh these struts almost i wonder if they're like silos and we saw hints of them in the uh, in the third trailer as well and we're assuming this is the same planet slash setting iceland is is our guess my guess and it seems the community's guess uh, as to where this as to where death stranding at least in these scenes takes place because we know from the second trailer that we we go into different areas and different time zones possibly so we see how we go no but i can sense them sam replies so he goes down he crouches down again this is in game rendered 49 seconds in that is the most beautiful realistically rendered uh dirt <laughs> that i've seen i know the the leaves oh to the right you know what i'm just gonna say it like still a little bit video gaming that's totally fine but the and then again we're, we're quite a at least a year i believe out from from release at the very least but um but yeah that's that's a tremendous beautiful rendering there okay okay so reaches for the photo now there's been a bit of speculation on the reddit about uh the figures in the photo the figure on the left some folks are saying well that could be Leia again it seems as though they're meeting possibly for the first time in this scene but uh, again you know time can be very interesting with these sort of um, dimension hopping and reality altering kind of things so who knows whether or not they they could be connected um, and then yeah the speculation 
in various places uh, in the in the subreddit is that the central figure is the president and that is president of bridges no less is is what the um is what the ign lady said um and that is without a doubt a lindsay wagner's character there and that is sam there with um his hair tied back i believe so it's not short or anything it's tied back and it doesn't look that long ago that's the thing so you will see he does look a little bit younger though so i wonder if that's deliberate so too easy so he reaches for it and we see here this tattoo is um you can see it here the uh um big bald head so bbh is um the teeth of the skull spell that out and it's a very simple logo but very very identifiable and it is in fact norman's own tattoo that's 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 there again the aspect of Norman having, as in Sam's character, having Norman's characteristics, I feel is going to be one of the major, very interesting reveals we see. Along the lines of possibly Sam discovering that he is Norman Reedus in another world. Um, Bastion style, as I'll put it. Uh, the way that Atreyu finds out that he is Bastion in the middle of the never-ending story, and I think that that would be very very interesting to see uh, for, for Sam to realize that he's in Death Stranding, that he's in a game, possibly. That could be very interesting, but I wonder how if, or how or if they'll incorporate that. So the time fall falls on him and very rapidly starts aging him. And she says, must be tough being out here on your own. Referring to, yeah, him seemingly being like a solo courier of some kind. And we are at uh, 55, and we see the Ahideo Kojima game. This is I can't help you with that. I make deliveries. That's all. So this is earlier. She said, "Why don't you come work for us?" As in for um, for Fragile, which again it would have to imply that uh, Fragile do different things. They don't just deliver packages, because. Um, his response implies that she was offering something other than just delivering packages like and he's there saying like i only do this that's all which again is that speaks to that numbness it speaks to that uh keeping your head down kind of thing which again i'm, I'm sure many of us can relate to in life um so we see here opening up asylums for the feeling featuring leia adu fun by the silent poets from the album Dawn, and I believe the record label is Another Trip. So, uh, I have been humming this, yeah, pretty much non-stop. It's been, been something kind of dreamlike, I think. Yeah, uh, many, many, many times of just whenever there's been like a, a silent moment, it's just it seems to just arise out of my mind and then find myself humming it very wistful very beautiful very haunting and melancholic and enchanting uh but yeah yeah with just this sadness and this um longing and this yearning to it almost as well and this resignation as well so much emotion in this song so much that infuses everything that we see with the emotion of the song and that and vice versa the visuals feed into the song too beautifully so i cannot 
hold one candle of fault to any of the decisions that Kojima has made towards combining sound with visuals. It's so beautiful, so beautiful. The silent, faulty feeling is the lyric. And we are at one minute and seven. We open up on Norman with his big yellow pack there. Uh, this is my dream. Listeners, this this landscape is my dream. When I'm walking to work, it's it's very much like, because I, I walk to the car and then I drive and then I walk back to the car when I get home. But there's a, a good 25 minutes, 30 minutes that I do every morning. And then on the way back, and it's just, I've, I've always resonated with walking. And it's, again, early rise, if you, like, I'm, I'm totally over any kind of eye rolling. It's, you come to interactive artistry. <laughs> For a certain kind of take on things, it's you know without hopping on about it, it's it's I know just from definition and observation, not eager or anything that it that it is just definitionally different, definitionally different from what other folks do, and uh, it's not going to change even from July onwards when we have better audio. That's not going to change. It's this is a place of honesty and sincerity. Uh, it's it's the only way I, I deign put anything in the world out in the world in terms of something creative or a piece of material is if it was if it is if it came from honesty and sincerity because i feel as though in some way that uh can yeah justify itself that way and and put something a positive ripple out into the world and something that is resonates with why we're here and and you know our our most kindred and our most um, self-true aspect, which is that humans create. And I suffer when I don't create. I think in many ways we all do. Uh, and creating doesn't have to mean making art. It can be mean making just joy and, and like creating life experiences. But we, I think as humans, as, as beings that are naturally meant to, we have developed language, we naturally, and again, walking the whole facet, the, the whole facet that we, you know, bringing it back to connecting. You know, connect. Creating is connecting because to create words means to speak, means to engage someone, means to connect with them. Um, uh, yeah, we don't. There is no other reason to create than to connect, either with someone else or than with yourself. And a lot of the times, I feel very disconnected from myself, from the world, from others, and. I love seeing this little figure out in the wild, just with his pack on his back, <laughs> heading off to connect one A to A to B. Um, so it's very inspiring and very touching, in a very, in a very kindred way. Let's put it that way. Um, so yeah, very very beautiful, very overwhelmingly beautiful. So in terms of what we're seeing here now, in the distance, we see these these strands here and we see a white strand and very interesting so there's this this differentiation between the black and the white strands I find very interesting could mean that black is death white is life and it could mean that the black could be where someone died and the white could be where you access another person's world possibly or, or interact with another person we can see but uh, these strands are very very interesting they're very very iconic you know um, many years from now we'll be able to see these shots from like Iceland and seeing these strands going up straight away straight into the sky it's without a doubt 
without a doubt you'll just be able to immediately say that's Death Stranding there so so off he goes and um, if we zoom in on his right he is wearing uh, either Bridges or Porter Tech, but someone has has um, pointed out that when he's wearing Bridger, Bridges Tech, he has the handcuff, and when he is wearing the Porter's garb, he doesn't have the handcuff there, but we definitely see him with the handcuff there, so the lyric is The Silent Fault. Uh, yep, that's another... That's, I, and, and then we see also the uh, circumzenithal arc, the upside-down rainbow caused by the sun passing through ice crystals, I believe. Um, so yeah, The Silent Fault. Um, cancer comes to mind. Something that's silent that doesn't really... Um, and then also depression as well. Uh which is these illnesses uh, and conditions that don't have very much of an external, uh, like a, a uh, strongly visible external aspect to them. You know, cancer isn't in many cases directly visible, neither is depression. But uh, yeah, there's a lot to relate to there, just on a personal level for me, again, without getting too hectically personal. And again, all good. Um, uh, my quick little ditty on that, and that's not being dismissive or anything, but uh, communication with yourself in these situations. Again, connection. Connection is extremely, extremely important. And um, what's interesting is I've seen a lot of people push and, and also ridicule Death Stranding for having this approach to what for Kojima, yeah, to, to what's Kojima for having this approach to to a story and being so um, obtuse and vague and symbolic? Because what all this does is it invites you to look at things from a deeper perspective. And again, we live in a very sh ever shorter and shorter attention span society. And uh, I applaud and, and fully and fiercely, I'm, I'm fiercely loyal to uh, creators who. Are determined to slow things down and to pare things back down to the level of where our bodies are at. Keep in mind, our minds advanced way faster than our bodies. Our bodies are still very much in hunter-gatherer mode, and our bodies are the vessels of our minds. Um, that's why the basic, basic things like sleeping, walking, drinking, these things are centering, and they're very tied into nature as well, and eating and, and socializing, all these basic things that are very much very... Like there's physicality involved, you know. Too much, too much now is activity that is just essentially just brain brain deadedness, just like scrolling through feeds. So where the mind completely takes over and the and and the the physicality is lost and that sincerity is lost. So for all the folks out there, I won't you know name names or defame or anything, but uh, I really, really, yeah. Believe me, Kojima is not uh, uh, like he, he he doesn't he will not abuse your time. He, I promise you that he he has made this name for himself. He's made this career out of making at the very least a worthwhile experience. Um, and he's spoken recently about like, oh, I'm 55, I could die anytime. I'm, I'm making this game as though it's my last, and it won't be his last, folks. Believe me, you know, knock on wood. It'll make many, many more to come, but I believe that's a great attitude to do, to have, is to make things uh, as though they're your last, and to live every day like it's your last, all these things, you know, it's very important to do that, and, well, like, this training is so, so, so infused with all of this, 
with such a different, you know, such a distinctive approach to to charging something with with so much significance, with so much symbolism. That's very clear. It's I'm not like I couldn't contrive this. I I can't. I just I, I disdain contriving uh, and painting things that aren't there and, and building things up. It's just I, all I'm just reading from what I'm seeing and. Um, no one would go out and make something as um, as expansive. I mean, again, I'm just looking at the this shot here. This is one minute and ten. You know, there's, there's the upside down rainbow there. How distant that is! I, I I cannot help but believe that that is all open world and all explorable. You know, um, no one throws this together with a slapdash attitude of like a half baked, half thought through idea. That that's the sort of stuff that. And I say very well deserves being dismissed and saying, well, this person clearly doesn't. You know, I'm just thinking hypothetically of people who just do things on principle. They don't really think, think things through, and you can tell it just reeks from the project that they are doing something for the for the sake of it instead of with a purpose. But I've never seen someone create as fiercely and with such a sense of purpose and almost urgency, not rushing it, but just this sense of immediacy, this sense of knowing exactly what he wants to create that I have seen with Kojima and Death Stranding. And my pal who messaged me on Reddit that I mentioned before uh, discusses uh, the you know the the relationship to um, Fumito Ueda that I want to kind of um, dip into here. So because uh, um, we also do Fumito Ueda related videos, and um, and so he talks about you know Ueda has been a huge influence on him uh, or or them this person. Um, and also, it talks that, yeah, in my eyes, um, judging by the snippets of gameplay we've seen, I'm hopeful that Death Stranding will be joining the ranks of this extremely specific genre of video games or films that I absolutely adore and for which there is no actual name, but that in my eyes includes both uh, all three uh, Ueda games plus Mamoru Oishi's gem of a film, which is Angel's Egg, and I'm sure several other films games as well, but they are usually on the obscure side. These are all stories with the main character often silent, journeys across a both foreboding and yet beautiful landscape, with heavy emphasis on atmosphere and mood, and a cryptic story full of symbolism and hidden meaning. I don't know why, but this mix of all of these things really resonates with me, and the thought of walking across a barren Icelandic landscape balancing comically large crates full of mysterious tech for hours on end in a game directed by Kojima is everything I didn't know I wanted from a game. So, and it really seems, you know, for the longest time I've said uh, Fumito Ueda is my most kindred creator because of this quiet determination and clarity and centeredness and purpose of saying, you know what, in, a, in an industry where a lot of it is, is, is dominated by, again, not discounting this again, too, seriously to each their own, I, I am not being backhanded or, or passag or anything, like for the people who love Destiny, who love GTA, who love Call of Duty, um, who love Rage, all these things, like, they're, I mean, in many ways they keep, they're a huge draw, you know, and uh, I was seeing a comment today about how some of the some of what might explain the response to Death Stranding being like, oh, is it just a delivery? It's because the medium is suffused and saturated with competitive uh, distraction distraction orientated gameplay. Walking, many people walk not to distract but to reconnect. Many people play Fumito Ueda games and 
that game company games to reconnect and so and a lot of the times um, you know I won't put a percentage to it but the medium of games has been associated with either time wasting or escapism or you know avoiding life and I have such respect for for creators who make something that is about the opposite it's about reconnecting so so there you have it for there so the silent fault beautiful pan upwards and I, I love that also in the in just the animations we see just Sam looking around as as he's as he's walking even though he's got this duty here excuse me he's uh, still taking the time to look around great little touches to the animation so this is my favorite shot this is the uh, the sort of red great escape here uh, shout out to the great escape which just rhymes with the great escape and it's one of Kojima's favorite films um, it's funny you know we look at these uh, different kinds of packages and there's some like circular things it almost look like film like uh, old you know film canisters but uh, that's just a little observation there love the little droid a uh, little levitation thing that's just sort of following him with that cable um, and the cable that there's no real way of knowing whether or not it's connected to this, like umbilical cord or anything I dare say it wouldn't it seems you know that wouldn't seem necessary for just carrying a little drone but I love it very much it's adorable uh, it kind of reminds me of Wally for some reason and uh, yeah it just looks like a, a platform where it's a, a secondary backpack so here it is the little shrug at uh, one minute and 22 and uh, I do. I, yeah, there's just a pair of two pairs of boots on his side there that he's carrying. Um, I am so mystified by why, by what kind of a world would be something that would necessitate couriers like Sam. It's so so mesmerizing. It's it's very much one of those things where you just genuinely do not want to like you 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 may find yourself wondering about it like what why is this this it's almost like waking up and like people are driving backwards. Imagine that you go out onto the road and everyone is driving in reverse. They're getting to where they need to get, but everyone's driving in reverse. Imagine that and no one's talking about it. It's like almost like a black mirror thing it's like it's it's everyone's looking over their shoulder and it's just it's just this fundamental strange unacknowledged you know fascinating main difference and you know if this was a chiral monster less world you know sam would be in a buggy or something or even better yet these packages would be delivered by mail as they are you know in our world you know courier of you know, like a mail or like a, or over, uh, you know, over ocean or air mail or, you know, but, but yeah, just, just wondering about what could have led to the world becoming this way is just one of the key fascinations. So that's why I've uh, created this, uh, this, this is, 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 yeah, the, the art of the, of the episode I've done a little bit of saturation work there but I had to sort of pick it because it's such a distinctive look here now I want to highlight something that maybe a few folks haven't noticed but in the distance in this shot we see a few um, boulders lifting up along the same lines as the strand lines so I'm calling them boulders because they seem quite far off and if they're far off logically then they would be larger if you zoomed in and, and they look at just about the size of almost like uh, like 
with a volcano, you know, sort of ash going up, rising from the from the vents, but it, it, they're they're rising in a very very particular kind of supernatural way, which is very interesting. And again, um, we saw those um, cri um, cryptobiotes, I think they're called, you know, ascending the invisible strands in this in the third trailer so just the idea of seeing these things follow these strands because that we we have seen visible and invisible monsters visible strands and invisible strands and um, very interesting that if those rocks could be following the strands somehow so okie dokie so over to one minute and 26 uh different pack uh his, he here he has his uh hazard palm which we're just calling it that this is the otherwise known as the little chattery kind of robot that sort of opens and closes. Chirp, 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 chirp. Water effects here, and I mean this with all the love in my heart, I believe, I really do believe in um, uh, Decima Engine that they can do even better. This looks tremendous, I love some of the ripples, but I think that we can we can really see some amazing improvements in, in, in the water there. I saw him run to the kneeling, is the lyric here. Beautiful dragonfly there. Um, I'm getting the sense, folks. Death of the Wild is what I put on the Reddit. Is uh, Kojima saw Breath of the Wild, and he's like, "I gotta have that." The freedom is—it's incredible. And I remember jumping into uh, Metal Gear Solid Five after playing Breath of the Wild, and just wondering, "Oh my gosh, yeah." I, I, yeah, I want to be able to do all that. I think, in many ways, Breath of the Wild, quote-unquote, ruined other games for me. So, cannot wait. Cannot wait to see. Uh, and just to, yeah, I mean, I love Breath of the Wild deeply, but I can't help but wonder a photoreal Breath of the Wild-style game. And would not be surprised. I mean, you know, when I saw Leia Sidhu's character with that... Uh, with that umbrella, and I know it won't do this, but if it does, I'll just lose my shit. Is the idea that it looks, it weirdly looks like it's like expandable into some kind of like flying thing. I mean, it's just an umbrella, but the fact that it's so avian shaped uh, and so like wing shaped it gives me the idea that she may have the, you know, possibly able to like Mary Poppins around, who knows. Uh, this is my challenge to any listeners who want to do like a Mary Poppins slash Leia Sidhu's um, Death Stranding character mashup of, you know, flying through the Icelandic air. <laughs> when we come closer to that, we'll, we'll speak a bit more about that. So there he goes, trudging through. Beautiful, very large dragonflies, almost like prehistoric size. So I, again, I 100 trillion billion infinity percent love this so uh asylums for the feeling <sighs> i might have to put in the tags of this episode like heavy sighing because of natural landscapes which i just can't help but do you know and i'll make i'll mention it again i'll try and make it my last time that i mention it this video but it's the only way that i could do this interactive artistry is to feel free to to really take these moments and pause because it is everything so fast-paced but consuming so fast everything <laughs> you know um i remember the old days when we had very limited things and we, we sat in them like uh maybe a few listeners can remember reading the same article over and over again and looking 
over and over again at the same screenshots and just like imagining, imagining. As lame as it sounds, I, I wanna I wanna be a little repository, a little chronicle, um, a little outlet for for keeping that spirit of really sitting with things alive. So that's all, you know, not in any crazy gimmicky way, just a little bit of an extra long, a little bit of a longer pause and a more, uh, just a settling, a settling in deeper into, uh, you know, again, if that means pausing a trailer, just to see how many beautiful textures they've done. And, and you'll see as he's climbing up, I'll just press play again. This is him just like, to, you know, probably have it with a stamina meter, all that. Um, with every pause, I just see beautiful photoreal, like like hand sculpted. Again, I, I would almost venture to say maybe even photogrammetry captured Icelandic uh, rocky hillside. Just so beautiful. And again, we've lost a whole chunk of the COD audience, possibly. Again, no judgments or anything, but you know, to the folks who are like, wow, he's he's really loving on that moss, really loving on that mountain. It's just Call me an Amelie type person, a minutia loving person, but that's that's really what I resonate with. There's so much choice out there to to find other places that like are more your vibe. And to all the folks listening and and and, and really understanding and appreciating, uh, and, and uh, yeah, just like I, I guess vibing on the same kind of wavelength as as myself and other folks who who just can't help but just like yeah have that sense of just ah. Uh, just be hit over and over again whenever I see any of these beautiful, beautiful frames of this trailer here. So, yep, as we see, um, at about 8 minutes 20, sorry, oh, that's the length of the trailer, my bad, at a 1 minute 45, um, we see him round the corner, which again I posted to the Reddit, uh, Death of the Wild, this exact shot here. Found it on some site, and I, it's a, yeah, very, very beautiful shot because it just has that same kind of feel of when you're like, scaling around the Goron Mountains there. Um, I wonder if there's some strategy here. I'm just thinking of like, as you're playing Death Stranding, of needing to avoid large concentrations of chiral energy. And, you know, keeping, like needing to, to really balance these factors and how it is almost like a, yeah, it's like a strategy game in that way where you have these environmental factors, these huge expanses where you need to, you know, mind the time fall, you need to watch for chiral energy, you need to watch for, um, yeah, all these environmental factors to be able to do what you do. So I find that so fascinating to see how that's going to be done. So again, he keeps his uh, trusty Dreamcatcher attached to each package, possibly for good luck. Um, incredible. So he just sort of shakes it off a bit after like running, and that's probably his stamina running out. So on the back of the package, we see bridges is his company and this is the uh, definitely the most yeah the most uh, yeah I'll just say it relatable kind of kind of scene here it's just the one with him just yeah we've all I'm sure in our own way maybe if you're not like a shower shallow like a you know isn't you know because they're here it's like a mixture of a Seems like a, almost like a decontamination chow, but the idea is like, yo, we've all had that. Whether if it's you and like slumped in the shower or like in your bedroom or like out, out in the world or anything, it's just yeah, we've all we've all been there, you know, just super defeated. <laughs> so and I just I guess I, I just haven't 
seen this communicated this way outside of some of the stuff that I've seen from Last of Us 2. But even um, even Last of Us 2 has it beat by Death Stranding on my personal level. Um, so let's unpause here. Poor, poor Norman's feet. Uh, he, this must be him arriving at his destination, having dropped the package off, and the you know the recipient has you know kindly offered to be able to let him uh, yeah just de-journey or rather just like decompress after that, and uh, must be one of those days. Very, very uh, close attention to detail being paid to like just the tiny hairs on his legs. That's just crazy amounts of detail. So. These wounds are very interested, and I'm very interested to know just with how heavy those boots are. Possibly because he's going through water and stuff, and if the water is accumulated timefall, that that may have some weird effects. Um, so it seems like he's been—I think he's been in a fight. It has to—it has to feel that way. So the uh, um, just thinking here. I'm looking at. Um, one minute, 57, the handcuff. I believe it may have something to do with um, this, the level of security of the packages that, he, that he's delivering. And I think Bridges, because possibly Bridges may be more of a government, uh, government secrets affiliated kind of organization, maybe they acquire this um, handcuff system, maybe for identifiability, uh, to keep track of the person who knows so the lyrics are I ran out of yeah there you go so I'm just gonna double back there so just to make sure that I don't miss the facial expression here to just riff about it again like Norman's looking thousands of miles away right here even if he's like in this cramped little uh, almost like construction worker kind of shower so defeated incredibly incredibly well well put together and again folks need i remind you this is digital rain this is all sorry digital water falling here so this just how everything was captured so dynamically this is this is in this is in engine you know um incredible so we saw obviously you know in metal solid 5 the water effects there like camp zero and all that this has been taken to a new level for sure here we go with what is going to be generating a lot of speculation here, which is the very interestingly posed corpse. Looks very rigid, this corpse. And yes, it does have some dynamics here, so this is uh, the exact same um, sealant, um, sealing straps and everything. Um, so a body being taken from one facility to another is my guess. It's hard to fault the living, is the lyric here. So draw from that what you will for the parallels. Which for me, I take as, you know, one interpretation could be you don't fault them for having these precautions and fault them for feeling this sad or feeling this trapped or dejected uh, which can often be the case especially when there's so much death and which is how often we feel in life uh, and again that may not need to be actual death of like loved ones or anything although it certainly does apply but for me um, yeah I mean death of happiness is something that you know 
it's how I describe depression. It's like when happiness like dies and you have to bring it back to life, which is quite magical that you can do that. Like, uh, you know, this is for any person who, like myself, has suffered or suffers uh, from depression, that you sometimes do need to let yourself fully feel it so that it can properly run its course without indulging in like victimhood or anything again it's it's how to be a quote-unquote functioning depressive is to acknowledge that it's just one part of the whole a healthier way a far healthier way than projecting or uh, bottling it up or anything if it's an aspect in your life it just needs to be acknowledged like a friend and moved on from from there moved on with from there as I'd say so and so yeah just imagery of like carrying a corpse carrying a you know a um a non-responsive corpse just super super evocative stuff and again you know we often bring what our is our in our own lives to what we what we engage with and, and we can have, have extra layers of emotion and significance and symbolism for us from that point of view um but if it's intended which i you know, again, with someone with a sort of layered kind of reasoning and decision making as Kojima does, he makes decisions for various reasons. You can look at the name Death Stranding itself. He chose it for like at least three or four reasons. One was the notion of polarities that, uh, you know, life and death, um, both the, the, yeah, the, the two meanings of stranding, which is one is that we're stranded together, connected like by strands and then stranded as in you know isolated from each other so so and and then obviously cetacean stranding is another reference there so he, he likes his layered meanings and for me um just the idea of yeah bearing another person's burdens or bearing a death of someone it's just all just beautifully evocative nicholas winding ref fantastic as i would put it as well because those two guys are pretty tight with each other um I love tacit symbol symbolism that isn't explained or harped on about or um, or like that's dragged on. It's just something of a given throughout the telling of a story. I love that. It just respects the audience so much and it's vague enough, just enough so that people can have different interpretations. So yeah, it's like a Rorschach inkblot, you know, what people read into things. Again, Icelandic landscape so beautifully stunning can't wait to see it later this year we're gonna head over there in around about september so i'll take a bunch of photos okie dokie so again just the idea of playing this is just ah oh, so wonderful what a gift are we a lot of people weren't expecting gameplay we were like oh no gameplay no gameplay whatsoever but here it is here and um apart from a few tweaks to the camera which kojima said in the playstation blog um this is gameplay you know, so there's a few adjustments. I'm, I'm assuming you'll be able to maybe zoom in the camera a bit further. I love how further out you can you can zoom it. Interesting, a destroyed facility here. I wonder if this may be a um, like a significant like a significant. Um, just wondering if it's like a prop, like a maybe. Let's just say like a bridges or a, or a porter facility, maybe. Um, or if it's another time period, which I'm weirdly feeling like it is, like for some reason I just pause it here at two minutes and twenty, with the uh, with the like it's like a subway map almost. If I just press pause and unpause it quickly, there seems to be yeah some kind of facility map. And the way that it's 
situated there uh, could be like a mall maybe uh, looks like could be an abandoned mall again these looks like escalators here so it definitely looks like an abandoned mall while out there doing the proving is the lyric from the song without a doubt it looks like a, yeah because those are without a doubt escalators so looks like an old-fashioned mall maybe from another yeah just the idea of um going to different again who knows who knows honestly again looper had uh, different time periods you know people doing business across time periods perhaps that's a very similar thing to here someone pointed out in this next shot that the uh geometry not the geometry the well yeah digital geometry but the environment is the same as the underwater section of the third trailer and again we see these rocks floating upwards in this spiral pattern very much like the strands and this time sam is followed by two of these little robots which are again adorable and i wonder how many you can trail behind you that'll be even more adorable and here he has the baby so i i believe there's a few shots where he does not have the baby so okay so as we close in here two minutes and 36 seconds with the the bike has it, it definitely is a bike because it's you can just tell by the design that it is has only it's very thin profile with only one of the uh, one of the um, wheels visible. So yep, definitely a bike. And I wonder if someone's going to try and reconstruct that. But uh, off she goes, the edge of the cliff there, and he appropriately just sort of widens his hands in sort of despair and says, "Ugh, damn it!" Now this is crazy. Um, this is a an absolutely insane. I mean, you know, you do what you got to do. And uh, if going across would have been too far and taken too long, I would be an advocate for this as well, although it's extremely, extremely risky to do this. Um, and I think someone uh, picked up on Kojima saying that there'll be an element of balancing these things. And you can see as he's walking, you can just pause it here and there. Two minutes and 45, you can see the, the packages moving from left to right. Okay, so as we slow things down here for 2 minutes and 47, uh, Sam looks like appropriately just like a little bit miserable, just like trudging through the water again. The idea is, you know, we're just, we're wondering aloud. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering aloud right here at, uh, at why. I, I just, I, it's going to consume me until I not only play the game, but within the game, find out why. That this is a world where this needs to be the case. So people carrying things around. So massive, massive world here in this next shot. We can see the gold package again returns. So again, we are going to learn down the line. Um, we're going to learn how, like the different kind of categorizations and whether gold means more valuable. Who knows? I love the idea of being able to climb just like grappling hooking up but that's something that Zelda didn't have so okie dokie so very cringe worthy scene here but again just a bit of information for you folks here maybe cringing here so when your nail for whatever reason gets ripped off uh, again even just saying that might bring a bit of anxiety but as fucked up as this sounds if it ever happens to you they do grow back unless you properly damage the actual like nail creating nerve at the very base of the toe 
they do grow back and again sorry to go there but this is this is I promise I wouldn't be going into this detail if it didn't bring me solace so I want to pass that solace on to you if that did happen you wouldn't die like the the toe would be fine in fact a lot of the time our feet are covered so some people have suffered that injury and after a period of healing I think life moves on so I know it's super super cringeworthy here he's like wincing and everything so off it comes in three and two and one best to just rip it off so off he goes poor buddy poor buddy I wonder why again possibly to allow the new growth to move through and let me bring another bit of solace to you here. So one thing Sam could do here, if he wanted to, was to accelerate the growth of his nail. He would just add boom, one little droplet of uh, of time fall. It may even allow the thing to grow back straight away. Maybe maybe even heal in some way. Maybe by this time in, in, uh, in the future, you know, having possibly lived with time fall for a while, because it looks like society has definitely become at least like industries have grown up around the idea it doesn't look like bridges was created like a week ago it doesn't look like it's being an existing society or an existing um as a you know organization rather um being repurposed into doing this no it looks like bridges and fragile and um porter uh, are specifically for this kind of commuting and stuff so i wonder if uh, by this time there may be a, um, you know, a division of some of these uh, places that have, uh, may be able to alchemically combine time fall with different other properties to allow things for like instant healing. So, which would um, hopefully mean that, uh, at least in this scene, that he'd be able to grow his toe back pretty quickly. So. Okie dokie, so very intriguing shot here. Some people have pointed this one out. Uh, it's a very different shot because it is the first shot that we see any kind of weapon. And this is a rifle. And as he comes here, as he crests over this uh, almost like Moss Eisley kind of thing, he's just looking over at this sort of settlement below, presses a button, and also the animation is very, very reminiscent of uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. It's almost like quite quite snappy as well. It's not very, as uh, you know, the Naughty Dog folks do, they, um, they ensure not to have too many very very like um sort of snappy sort of um uh, like arm and leg movements they there's this thing um i call it sort of um like built-in sort of slowed down human movement which the david cage games like uh, quantum uh, sorry uh quantic dream that they make um they sort of purposefully delay when you sort of press the controller like the, the the body takes a while to turn all to kind of convey you know a body moving more naturalistically as it would do but um, i like to see that there's just even if there's a you know the very highly highly realistic uh like graphics and everything presentation that there's that uh maintenance of the game aspect again the, that little wink towards the fourth fourth wall breaking of like yeah we know it's a game kind of thing so here what's interesting is we see um uh, he has a uh, leg assisting cyberware as I'll just put it so it's the idea that yep you'll be able to upgrade um, your ability to kind of yeah cross these traversal distances there's some of this research is being done uh, you know with augmenting soldiers to be able to like do pack marches easier it sort of braces your joints it helps you it makes it makes things easier 
this was explored a little bit in the Dark Knight Rising, Dark Knight Rises rather, uh, with um, Batman's leg brace that he's able to like crush a wall with it and stuff. So it's stuff that's being actually looked into nowadays. So the casing comes off of the rifle, and the rifle looks a very, again very anti-weapon. It's got these different colors. We see it very briefly. So he lifts it up, and if we're going to look at this facility here, um, look, it just like we see like a a basic kind of silo, I suppose. <sighs> Looks like almost like a farming environment. Not unlike some of the, like something like a, out of a, the start of Blade Runner 2049, you know, uh, very clinical, very much like a facility. Yeah, like a research facility of some kind. The lights are on. Which I think was uh, done specifically to invite in because we've seen such desolate environments. I think Kojima decided to. It's very big. This world. Oh my god! If it's this big, goodness. Just looking at the uh, yeah 309. Just looking at the the expanse here. So I think the the lights were left on specifically to uh, allude to the fact that there are we will encounter possibly other like uh, you know facilities like as in like. You know, groups of people like a uh, mother base style, where it's not just us encountering a single character at a time. It's just in some strange, messed up way, as many dystopian fiction does, the you know human race manages to continue and in pockets and, and survive. Just like you know, Kojima is a big fan of Mad Max, for example. And uh, when I went to see Mad Max for the first time, the the Road Warrior rather. I had actually seen um, my first Mad Max film was um, Fury Road, and so uh, and that was a tremendous experience. And Kojima has spoken very highly of it. And I saw it before I heard anything like that. Kojima, you know, endorsing it on his video um, tube shows, which I maybe we'll get a new episode soon. We'll see how we go. Totally zero expectations there, but um, just the idea of like overlooking, um, like a yeah, that's it's what. To, they do, it's what um, Mad Max does at the start of the Road Warrior. I just find it so RPG. It's it's almost like it presaged what uh, Avalanche Studios did later on, you know, by actually making a Mad Max game, which is still really, really beautiful, un underrated game there. So let's crack on. Give me your hand in life, or rather, give me your hand in life. It's this gimme gimme kind of pronunciation. So I made the observation to Ray, my girlfriend, when we watched this, that the words sound like vows. So vows of marriage is the idea. So give me your hand in life, in death, in spirit, in flesh. It's just really beautiful. So yeah, this his um, work gear we can see kind of duct taped up, possibly to prevent prevent any uh, time fall leakage into the um, into the suit. Which looks like the suits are really bad <laughs> if they seeped through and it might be to do with uh, the company he starts out with that uh, they don't care about that maybe people are quite ex quite expendable maybe maybe sam's like a race of clones uh, that they can just create another one that's why they don't really care about buying new equipment um, which is why things like what happened to his toe happened and the wounds that we see in the shower happened possibly that's just an idea. So here we see very, very expertly rendered, and it seems like geometrically rendered, as in not just texture. This looks like it's actually a little bit of the geometry bumping out, actually, um, goosebumps. Uh, 
So they're not only goosebumps, but they're like when I get goosebumps, I don't I don't go all red, and I'm a white guy, just like just like Norman here. So I wonder if there's like a burning aspect to it too, and maybe it's getting worse. So here we see him looking very very concerned, even though Norman perfectly suits in terms of casting, like just the physicality of Norman really suits someone like who is just has the weight of the world and a very old soul. Um, and almost like it can very much lend itself to looking quite defeated and having that resignation. Here his eyes are like widening with just like, whoa, you know, or, or at the very least, like they're alert and he's so uh, observing what's happening to his hand. And so here we see one of the chiral bearing, one of the chiral beings um, approaching. And that is the chiral allergy we see happening with him. So this is chopping a bit around the scene. So the stump and the stump and the stump as the uh, the being approaches and then leaves. I'm just sort of letting it play here and as he reaches for the photo, yeah, he's got that scarring and he looks over and we see Galea Sudu appear for the first time. First reveal of a pre female protagonist in Death Stranding. Um, I did a bit of research. She actually comes from, from quite a prominent French family. Her father is the CEO of Parrot, which is a company that creates uh, recreational drones. Um, she says, yeah, that, so that's just the first, the only one that I remember really. Uh, but yeah, very worth worthwhile looking into her bio. Very eclectic kind of uh, aspects to it. Not very, yeah, not just like a cut, cut and dry kind of upbringing. There's some. Yeah, she actually trained at an acting school called Les Enfants Terribles, which is a, you know, it's just an interesting little, possibly, probably coincidental detail that connects her to Metal Gear in a very kind of out of their way. And the second actor from a Bond project uh, alongside Mads Mikkelsen, who uh, was in uh, Casino Royale. Um, as mentioned before, Kojima is extremely happy with his casting of Leia, and I have absolute reassurance, uh, absolute belief that she'll knock this one out of the park in terms of her performance and what she brings to the role. And I figured it's also worth noting that um, Kojima has mentioned incorporating people not just based on what they can bring physicality-wise and performance-wise, but uh, he mentions creating Death Stranding alongside them, which I love because, you know, giving having the freedom that he has to be able to make what he wants. You know, I think Jeff Keighley, um, Andrew House, when he had that interview, and, and also Sean Layden and Sony at large, they, they know that they say, they know in their heart that there's like, it, it means something special to, to unleash someone like Kojima onto something. And what's interesting is I see a parallel a little bit with uh, what happened with Lynch, with uh, with Twin Peaks, that he was given complete control after a period of separation, you know, from making a certain kind of media. And there was a, there has been a certain kind of a certain separation for for Kojima just briefly he did very much even though again just this sense that the man operates just on a on his own level of productivity and emotional processing and all these things because of what happened at konami he's making this in record time i believe so i love the idea that he 
is allowing himself enough free range and enough openness to this project and have enough openness and trust to this project that he's incorporating he's even said is like I'm, I'm creating this with people so i i know that that means that's that norman is having input and that's leia and um lindsay and 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 guillermo and um norman are, are all having are all having uh, input into you know into aspects maybe of their characterization maybe into aspects of the story i just love that and i, I can tell when when actors are excited to be part of a project because they sense that they are doing more than just bringing themselves in terms of yeah performance physicality all that if they feel actively part of a project this way it's really beautiful to see and uh, you can see you can feel the energy come off of a project where everyone's like yeah we're creating this thing together which is really great so she can see them he can only sense them she's looking straight up at it let's do a little zoom in to see if we can see anything in her eyes nothing but that would have been pretty interesting if we could see reflected in her eyes. But then again, we wouldn't see anything anyway because we can't see them. It's like Thestrals almost. We can't see them, she can. So of course we wouldn't see anything refracted in her eyes. Handled with love is the insignia on the back of her um, of her jacket. Now the creature, the chiral, is actually on the wall as well. We see it making its way towards Sam. Um, I wonder, let's just go back quickly to see if that breath of... No, that was not a breath, that was the that was Leia's character's shadow moving out of the way. Oh, sorry, Norman's character's shadow moving out of the way as it approaches. So it's very clear that these beings don't see, they don't sense handprints, or footprints rather, because they don't have a sensation of what's there because if they sense the footprint then game over they would maybe screech or immediately find norman based on the scent or based on the direction of the footprint or whatever or the freshness of the footprint very much seems because it's so unaware of the photo as well that these creatures are very very much unaware of certain things happening in our reality so leia is looking up she can see them whereas norman is looking down he can only sense them and see the handprints. So let's quickly have a quick look here. So she has sunken and he has her hat has her her back towards the sort of moss-covered wall. He is crouched beside her. We see him hold the, the hand holding its position and the rocks around it rippling as it holds. We've only seen these things create you know in mud and also create their own sort of own black goo um i've never seen it hold that space there and just able to see the um the effects of the hand just sort of holding in place here we have four minutes 35 just that straightforward shot of leia um we have come so far ladies and gentlemen and everyone listening with this medium the nuance that is being shown on Leia's face here with the tear coming down and the memories I can see this character's memories and um, her story I can see her story in her in her performance and in her eyes um, and just in her it's very similar to Mads very similar to Norman there's just a lifetime there's so many lifetimes of of uh, of stories behind these eyes and behind this 
ability to hold this presence on screen. So I really feel as though we're going to see Leia's and Norman's and, Nor and Mads's most compelling performances in, in, in The Stranding. Who, the idea that a medium, such a shift in medium, can really have someone really approach their craft from a totally unjaded place. Even though, you know, I'm not saying that it's impossible, even if you've been a tenured actor or working in a medium for a while, that to take a project in that same medium, it's impossible to get excited about or as, as ambitious. But you can't deny that when you take a step like this of changing medium, it, it lends itself to bringing something, especially if you're collaborating with someone like Kojima, um, bringing something brand new uh, and I really feel as though we're going to see things from these actors that we've never seen from them, any of them, in anything that they've done previously. That's just my personal belief. That tear is heartbreaking. Dooms, huh? Has a certain effect on these folks. The five figures. Four minutes and forty-three. One, two, three, four, five. As we see them, we see hands trickling down. The central figure, I believe, is still holding the child. The hands in a different position. These five figures, what do they mean? What do they mean? Beautiful daytime rain, which is something that whenever it happens here in Canberra or just wherever I am in the world, really, really beautiful. Just has a, just the sense of realities clashing, <laughs> honestly. Never articulated it in that way before, but you know, for some reason, maybe it's just how we're, uh, you know, the environment has, has a hand in it that, like, usually when it rains, it's overcast, and, you know, nighttime is sometimes associated quite heavily with rain. So whenever I see rain falling, it's it's almost like um, like a black cat appearing in the Matrix. It's something feels like the programming's off in the real world when it's raining during the day. So I love that brighter but still other otherworldly aspect to this trailer. So give me your hand and death is the script here. Headed into town is her lyric or is her words. And one of my favorite shots here, just so much again, the, the first of all the, the framing is really beautiful with the layer in the middle there. The city, which is must be what it is, the distant city, which hints at there still being, you know, at least a fair chunk of the human race still able to kind of live in some way uh, very interesting very interesting because up until then it, it may have been extrapolated that humanity may have still may have been in like small settlements you know like uh, brain of fire style or you know uh, walking dead style but these buildings you know unless they're abandoned which it's very possible that they could be but uh, yeah very interesting headed into town so now we know there are towns or at least a town and unmistakably uh, a Kojima uh, heroine right here, just in the vibe, you can tell. I am so intrigued by that umbrella, which we just see at 5.03, we see it ripple, which looks like it's activated. Um, meaning for me personally that it would probably be that this umbrella creates its own sort of anti-rainfall, anti-timefall field. Uh, she says something along the lines of watch your back, those things never stay gone for long. Meaning they are s always searching for breath. Very similar. I, I would say like the Nazgul, you know, they, they're just like, you know, 
searching, hunting. <sighs> I mean, you know, if you want to extrap extrapolate that, who knows what elements are going to be included, honestly, so why not? We'll pursue this very briefly. So the ring is, is Sauron's life force, and uh, these things are looking for life. Without a doubt, these things are searching for life, because when one is near, you want to keep your breath covered, because otherwise it jumps on you. And that's what happened to poor old Patrick Claude's character in the th in the second tra um, in the third trailer. So we see the photo again, a bit a bit closer in, and uh, a few folks have speculated that the bon, which is B-O-N, uh, down there is bon voyage. That's the speculation. That that's what the word is, and which would lend itself to, you know, Leia is French and bon voyage. You know, there's the figure in there that resembles Leia with the, the blonde hair, but then again, you know, that seems a bit like stretching, so we'll see. And very interesting that the raindrop falls specifically on the female character's face. So, President Bridges, you can see there's the vibe of the Oval, the vibe of the Oval Office to the photo. Very, very interesting. The time fall fast forwards whatever it touches. Ah, and you can see Leia also has a rope, just like um, Sam did in the toenail removing scene, Fragile Express. So she seems it seems like <laughs> he's the bus, uh, you know, the kind of standard shipping, and she's Express. So she moves a bit faster. You know, the time the timefall can't wash everything away. Just true, you know. Uh, timefall ac accelerates time; it doesn't erase the past. You know. The past just won't let go, in fact, she says. Just the, again, just it puts me in mind of Christopher Judge's performance as Kratos, seeing how he holds himself in those scenes, those very meditative scenes. Um, or, or rather, just maybe just silent scenes, I'll call it. Maybe that's a more apt word to use, like the start of God of War, again, spoilers, but I could just skip forward like a, a minute. I won't spend that much longer on it, but. Um, when he's about to chop the tree down, just or after he's chopped the tree down, just that that silence as he's wrapping his bandages back up, that stoicism that is just like just uh, you know drowned in resignation and sadness. Beautiful, beautiful. So we're seeing a lot of that from Norman here, with a certain knowingness, a, a mournfulness to his eyes, and yeah, reminiscence. Definitely some reminiscence happening. She says, I'll see you around, Sam Porter Bridges. As she says that, her shoulder spikes spike up, and it's very possible that that might mean that she's. That's possibly the ferrofluid effect of her outfit actually pushes away her detectability from the creatures, which would not surprise me. It seems, seems like she's on the higher end of what this courier business in this world uh, is like. So give me your hand in flesh. So you see a change in scene from the Icelandic beautiful sweeping landscape to Sam, what's your status? And this is Sam in this facility. Could be the same one from before. Broken windows. Looks like a warehouse of some kind. He says, my status is fucked. There's tons of them. 
The man says, can you sit out the rain? He says, no, they're closing in on my position. Again, the animation's very, very good here, and I know it's going to get even better. His eyes look wide with alarm. He's um, definitely, definitely... You can see the worry in his face. He says, I have to move before they realize I'm in here. So it's a, the man says, Sam, if one of those things eats you, it'll trigger a void out. You'll come back sure, but the surrounding area will still be a crater. So looking in the background here, it very much just looks like an abandoned facility of some kind. Very indiscernible, nothing we've seen before be we do see a chandelier here at uh, the um, 556 mark unmistakably a chandelier he says I've got an idea and again here shout out to my friend who you know let's bring up the post again that I made talking about certain aspects of the trailer um, the industrial design. It's just again, Yoji Shinkawa is uh, is making this, is designing this title, and um, I can see his handprints all over this. He loves his industrial design. He really does. And um, just it, like, yeah, it's it's almost like the most evolved, um, the most. Uh, the, the highest fulfillment of what Koji, uh, sorry, uh, Shinkawa-san has made. I really, really love what he's done with the, the Death Stranding look. It's so so grounded. It's the most grounded that it's been, but it's simultaneously his most impressive work to me personally. So, so I'll just read a little excerpt from here. So I said, feeling emotional after, feeling quite emotional after the new trailer. It says, still, this is me. I just wrote this. I wanted to share it. I figured I'd put this here on the on the episode two. The trailer still has me awash with emotions. I can't stop humming the silent poet's song. Mournful, so mournful, sad and beautiful. Such a pensive, melancholic, sweeping, enchanting tone and atmosphere, full of my most kindred minutiae, which is, minutiae is just a word for the little things in life. I have a particular love for open, windswept, overcast, rocky and green landscapes and trudging across them in silence. I've gotten eye rolls for it, but I genuinely just love that aspect on its own, an activity I do very frequently in real life, and the visuals of the equipment, the aesthetics of the buckles and straps and boxes and ceiling tape and carrying the child. The whole thing just infinitely reaffirms my kindredness with Kojima and Death Stranding. So shout out to um, all the folks commenting there. Um, you know, riffing on that same vibe. Um, I'll read this little exchange here, it's very great. It's uh, from Lachi Lobster. It says, I, It does upset me how people are just viewing it as a walking simulator. This is Hideo Kojima we're talking about. There's going to be a lot more to the game, and I expect this to shape the game industry for decades, like he has once, has, like, like he has done once before. Could not agree with you more, says Zwigglebig. Uh, especially uh, some of those gaming journalists who are saying they are not interested in walking simulator and have not much faith that this will be any good. It's Kojima. I think he has earned a position where we can trust him to deliver something amazing. The gameplay in Metal Gear 5 was amazing. I still think that the whole walking part is the beginning of the game. It's Kojima. We could play a walking simulator for two hours long. Just be Sam. Experience what his life is now and then we see some changes and stuff really goes mad. That's exactly what I think it is, says a slice of Rob. The start of the game. 
he's at first just a delivery man before he realizes his role to play in reconnecting humanity. I can't believe there are people who honestly think the game will just consist of 40 plus hours of just walking from place to place. Zero Strike says, even if Kojima makes his walking simulator, know damn well that it will be like no one has ever expected it and fully understand it. I'll read that one again. Even if Kojima makes a walking simulator, know damn well that it will be like no one can ever expect and fully understand it. I second that. So, beautiful, beautiful commentary here. I'll, I'll end it on this one. So this is Gone Colox 500. This trailer, this trailer served more to show how the game looks than to explain it. As far as we know, delivering things could just be the first part of the game, and even if it isn't, I'm sure it will be done in the Kojima way. I hate that people are calling it this, this a walking simulator 2019, because now people only know to look at easily profitable games like this is you know going into his own personal opinions or their personal own opinions which is fine um uh, easily profitable games like fortnite and ignore beautiful and immersive experiences as death stranding might be and to that i replied you're an awesome person i resonate with what you've expressed thank you for not being close-minded or dismissive or insert regretful all too common internet people trait so beautiful and maybe i'll even end it on this one the last 24 hours has been a roller coaster. I've watched the full trailer a dozen times or so. This is from Ludens underscore Kane. The very first watch through during the stream was an experience I won't soon forget. It's almost hard to watch all the way through now because I want to stop every few seconds to admire details or see clues and hints. The less magical part has been reading through comments and new posts. I guess I expect everyone else to have been watching the trailers constantly and speculating and learning along the way. I keep forgetting that a large number of gamers will only look at this as a new PlayStation game title and not something bigger. I know that this will always be the case and yet I still want everyone to experience what we slash I have that Kojima and his team have given us. You know, having that awareness of what we're being given with Death Stranding, you know, that wider awareness, deeper awareness. I replied, you are kindred spirit, my friend. There's that love-slash-dislike relationship that I have with this medium and the industry, but it's okay in the end. In some ways, one simply can't exist without the other. Also, I feel the resonance with Rinding Reference work in this piece, particularly Valhalla Rising loved every frame. The trailer felt so emotional and resonant, says Brewster365, yet we know next to nothing about the game. The part where the woman asks Norman, will you come work for me, was hauntingly beautiful. Absolutely, I reply, and, and um, to this wonderful uh, redditor here, and, and Sam's reply, so many layers to his voice, a bit of numbness, a bit of resignation, I make deliveries, that's all. So some beautiful, beautiful commentary there, listeners, I highly suggest you go check it out over at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash death stranding. So back to Sam's idea, I've got an idea, he says, he clips the baby in to his chest. The music is playing. Let's see if there's anything else we can see here. He seems to have the corpse disposable. He does. That is a CDT uniform he has. Very, very interesting. So, again, corpse disposal seems to be the most dangerous kind of bridges sort of position. Maybe most dangerous but most profitable. Again, I just paused the thing at 6.03. It just looks, it straight up looks like Norman. We've, we've really come so far with games. Now, here on this uh, little implant, you know, I'd have to go over to the 4K version to properly read 
looks like a bunch of serial numbers but again we all know including myself will be checking out uh, Yongye's wonderful analysis which I'm sure will go very in-depth and then really zoom in on these things and I'll defer to that for these for those little details again it really behooves um, to um, and serves a like the widest served perspective possible from as many angles you know to get as much information from as many different perspectives as possible to build the most complete version and the really explore all the possibilities of speculation which again just any frame any sort of material we get from this title just really is such a such a so generous with um how much there is to speculate on and discuss and there'll be many more angles to explore in the next few months as we lead in towards um the game awards which i believe will be the next place where we see death stranding and i have a feeling we'll see the release date there so he plugs himself in possibly into his own umbilical cord but because only and i only say that because of the wince that we get so the baby comes to life and then we see this very interesting i quite love it actually it's very surreal because it's the shot of norman with his uh, hazard palm and his eyes look very peaceful as they're looking at it it's so interesting like he's just looking at it reassuringly you know very beautiful very beautiful okie dokie as i go along i'm taking screen captures Thunder rolls in and Sam makes his move. So the hazard palm connected to the child is looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of the figures outside directly under the roller door there. It looks like, again, like an industrial roller door. So uh, we see him tap on the little baby there, who's so little, such a young baby. And again, the baby winks to us again. <laughs> as it has been shown to want to do or yeah to, has as the baby has been shown to do and here we go the the first section of um, just yeah you point at this you look at this this immediately says death stranding gameplay we've seen we saw all the walking sequences before but this is surely going to be what people play when they're talking about the gameplay because it most resembles just his position most resembles snake from uh, from um, Metal Gear Solid 5. So as you can see the um, plants are growing and dying uh, as they were doing in the third trailer. Um, we see the figures here reaching out. Uh, again it's they're definitely held by their by their umbilical cords and I believe these are these would be creatures and, or versions of these beings that we haven't seen before because we just haven't outright seen them like this. Um, here we go, yep, so we do see a, one of them is connected to a child, and again, what this could mean, could mean so many things. So these things are reaching for him, the baby is freaking out, and he's being drawn into the other world, and that's him probably voiding out and dying. Very interesting, because uh, you know the way that it's built up is that he'll succeed, and I love that subversion of like, nope, oh, I have an idea, and then he still dies. It's, very interesting. So the child is crying, and we hear um, Ludwig Forsell's incredible, incredible score work, which very much evokes uh, Hans Zimmer's work on the Blade Blade Runner 2049 score, which I love very, very much. Blade Runner 2049 
one of my favorite films of the last year and let's quickly have a look or was it I, I believe no it was last year it was last year so many cinematographical shared attributes let's just put it that way between Blade Runner 2049 and Death Stranding so I could see Kojima hanging out with Villeneuve and maybe even collaborating one day Benjamin Walfsvik Walfish Benjamin Mark Lasker Walfish English composer, conductor and pianist a cure for wellness, hidden figures, lights out desert dancer, it you know, the Andre Muschietti film and Blade Runner 2049 he has worked with all those films and with Hans Zimmer composed the score to Blade Runner 2049 a crypto buyout a, a crypto a day keeps the time fall away is the lyric here, or keep saying the lyric. <laughs> I guess I'm swept away from it all. I suppose it kind of evokes the idea of, you know, like a, a symphony being put together, or, you know, yeah. The way that I think of the most beautiful kinds of art is if it's, if it flows like a song. I know that sounds lame and corny, but, you know, music, um, more than any other art form, I think. Uh, is the most organic because it's just we sing before we you know you know melody and, and is, is older than words I believe you know um, and it and it also communicates more than words ever could so I think music is so important and um, and yeah I, I guess when I'm looking at something by Kojima this beautifully put together I guess I, I think of it in terms of like a beautifully well put together song so when I see the lyrics pop up I'm like again see I just said lyrics instead of words so there you have it so but anyway here so holding the crypto biode and crypto biode by the way the word uh, etymology wise means something that can survive um, almost like freeze-dry like certain aspects are suspended and then it's it's it, it is still alive something cryptobiotic I think uh, crypto I suppose you know ref referencing crypt is and dormant and but bio ref referencing biology referencing life so dormant but alive so possibly again referring 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 to the idea of keeping the creatures away um, keeping death away while still being alive so yeah, masking certain aspects that the unseen slash the chirals would find you know delicious and that they would want to kind of eat you for or whatever um, very interesting that you know the person on the other end of the phone call with Sam or the recording with Sam just said oh yeah they'll eat you but they'll leave a void out and you know it's so interesting that they spoke so nonchalantly about death that way with Sam I wonder if having dooms gives you some sort of strange immunity and it makes something else happen when you're consumed then if someone like for example patrick claude's character which is the the guy who tries to shoot himself in the third trailer whether that has a different effect if you don't have dooms so very interesting would be so interested to hear listeners if uh, you felt like commenting with your idea of what d-o-o-m-s could could mean um in terms of that that uh, that acronym so the woman woman number two says you are too late and as we see some of the uh, cast members here Norman Reedus Mads Mikkelsen Leia Sidhu um, and Lindsay Wagner appears 
Scenario Hideo Kojima, producer Hideo Kojima and Kenshiro Imaizumi. Title design Kyle Cooper. Art director Yoji Shinkawa, game design director Hideo Kojima. Performance capture and facial solution by SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment Visual Arts Service Group. Which is Lovely, lovely title. I love OCD tastically beautifully descriptive titles for uh, departments and stuff. So you still don't know who I am, do you? And he asks, "Who are you?" And this is the exact same beach from the first trailer. So, as has been echoed elsewhere on the web, on the Reddit, this very much feels like Norman's mother because. Uh, there you can see in the photo she's the way she's holding the child there um, I don't know why at some point I felt as though I had read somewhere that the child was Norman could I could be mixing official statements with uh, fan theories or people's sharing people's thoughts out there very convincingly you know enough to somehow unconsciously trickle its way into my mind to make me feel as though it's uh, you know an actual an actual aspect of the story but fact is we don't know but um in the in her poster lindsay wagner looks transparent uh, there's something otherworldly about her and here's my little theory here so the idea um of me you know, maybe the world being kind of wrapped up in in chaos and uh, just like how in like independence day for example like the president is rushed out and we follow the president's story because it's very likely that these world leaders would have the most well-developed and well-funded escape protocols and like uh you know things in place for them to survive some kind of cataclysmic event so it doesn't seem too far-fetched for the story to follow the president and the president's son if, if we're gonna talk about it that way as in to have them as major characters and um don't know much sort of u.s history off the top of my head but i'm assuming that the children of presidents would have a pretty pretty good chance at having a fairly decent education that may lead them into all sorts of different avenues of employment and uh, and research and, and again the opportunities of becoming a lawyer becoming a doctor all these things as the president's daughter slash son or child of any kind um those would be very real and very accessible so i wonder if sam made the the conscious choice if he is indeed this woman's son to do something different or whether or not all of this happened after the cataclysm and he became a porter or a transporter um, after all that went down so very interesting to wonder about and again uh kojima's resonance with uh, Lindsay, not just as a person as a performer as but as a kindred soul that uh that's been very much communicated and something i can really it really comes across whenever i see the two sort of discussing the project um together that not only yeah he sort of like idolized her looked up to her watched you know bionic woman which was she starred as bionic woman in the 70s but uh to find out that uh, the kindredness went further than that she said you know in the interview um uh, with game slice you know the great great interviews that jeff Keeley does she mentioned that um yeah I, I wouldn't have been interested if it was anything to do with like violence and guns and stuff and there you go um look no further than Lindsay Wagner's endorsement of this being a very different game to draw in someone like her who you know had had every had every right to say no to this 
you know she is doing a lot of different things i believe she's an activist um i need to definitely educate myself further on that apologize if i can't be at this stage a sort of exhaustive font of information on Lindsay, Lindsay Wagner. I'll make sure to change that. But she, all in all, sounds like a very lovely, well-rounded erudite, um, knowledgeable, very deep, uh, deep-thinking, um, centered human being. Um, and from everything I've heard secondhand from Kojima, and a tremendous performer as well. So, we're, who has this? Uh, um, affinity for passivity even though she had this, these abilities as the bionic woman she did her best not to be violent so i find that very interested and very very interesting and very kindred to death training so give me your hand and spirit and the kojima logo turning and activating and seeing those little flickers there and into the ps4 details there so in development for playstation 4 system displayed 4k images are for the ps ps4 pro system 4k display device device required to view in 4k 2018 sony interactive entertainment death stranding is a trademark of sony interactive entertainment llc created and developed by kojima productions playstation ps family logo and ps4 all trademarks of sony interactive entertainment ah figured i'd read that too why not just to be fully comprehensive there so thank you everyone for joining in uh, in my sort of uh, to put it kindly a ramble through <laughs> of uh, of an analysis discussion summary commentary um, on what we're seeing here from Death Stranding again thank you so much to each and every one of you who who uh, tuned in um, and we're able to maybe find a few cool little tidbits and if I kept you company on any kind of uh, commute or um, any time at work that you're spending or during your creative projects I feel super honored to have joined you for that time yeah I really sincerely appreciate everyone who who engages with interactive artistry or kindred art form or and or kindred art form and, um, and, and a particular sort of hand to my heart expression of gratitude to our patrons as well who who help keep um keep us going so thank you all of you so much and uh oh and i suppose i should also mention if you did want to find us on some of our outlets um we're on instagram at interactive artistry all one word and at kindred art form all one word as well there you go I figured i'd do that that do my due there as well. Radio then. Take good care. Bye now.